1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Fanbyte Review Podcast. I am one of your recurring hosts, I guess, at this point, Stephen Strong, managing editor over here at Fanbyte.com, and I am not actually joined by any other editors from the Fanbyte.com crew this time. Instead, we have two special guests, like we have had on a couple of other programs before, but I don't think we've ever had it quite this dense before, which is exciting. So I'm very excited to bring on one uh, Fanbyte freelancer, uh, Jay Castello.
0: Hi, I'm very Hi, excited how are you? to be here. I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm great. It sounded like you were excited and I walked off right over it, so uh, <laughs> I'm that's sure just, I just part killed of the excitement. The just
0: so much crosstalk. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: also joining me is another person who is, I believe, uh, freelance for fanbite.com, Diego Arwish Show. Hi, hello. Thank you so Hi. much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here, honestly. Like I'm the one who's excited now. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
0: We're all excited.
1: Uh, w- We are all very excited because we are here to talk about a game that I think all three of us love a really great deal. It is, I think, to me, and this is something I've said on Twitter up to this point, (laughs) a game that is going to be very hard to get off of my top ten list for Game of the Year this year. It might be hard to get out of my top one list for Game of the Year Hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that game is the new roguelike from the creators of Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre, Supergiant Games. We're here to talk about Hades.
2: Yes. Uh, yeah, which
1: is a game that I think we three have been extolling the virtues of since uh, it, it launched into early access in late 2018, if I'm not mistaken, December. Yes. So it's been almost two mm-hmm. years now. Um and now that it is hit 1.0 and it has also hit Switch, I think uh, the normies out there, the kind of the <laughs> latecomers, the, the, the uh, slow pokes and the you know the mere mortals have decided to try and jump on this train. But we were there, kind of at the forefront of everything. We were kind of like you know, you know, maybe the maybe the cool kids, the cool party that was uh, the on the yeah. train. Yeah, Jay, I know, I know specifically. Like, I've talked to you and actually had you uh, write about Hades for us in the past before, and mm-hmm. so I know for a fact that you were on that train pretty early.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was funny writing my review for Hades because I was like, I've written about this game so many times already. <laughs> like, it was it was a weird experience, but um. Yeah, so I kind of folded that in where I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to write about this, except to say, like, this has been a feature of my life for two years at this point.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask, actually, that was going to be my question for both of you, in fact, was uh, when did you guys get on the Hades train? I know it was early, but was it uh, literally like the night that it launched on the Epic Game Store? Um, oh. I
0: think I downloaded it. That day, and then I didn't get to play it because of time zones.
1: <laughs> of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. came
0: out at, like, 11 p.m. or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty, pretty yep. standard for, like, when they do, uh, like, because oh, it was at the Game Awards, wasn't it, it or something it was, like that? It was, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's usually the middle of the night for me, <laughs> or not really... Say. This one wasn't so late, but E3 is usually the one that's the middle of the night. <laughs> oh
1: my god, yeah, I can't even imagine trying to cover <laughs> E3 from like a different continent. That E3 yeah. is already enough of a mess, like you add in a six hour oh. time delay and just oh, oh no. Mm-hmm.
0: They're always like, oh, thanks so much to our Europe friends for staying up, and I'm always like, don't, that makes it worse, please stop.
1: <laughs> don't, do not perceive me, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Diego, how about you?
2: Yeah, I literally got a because I wasn't watching the the show live at that moment, the Game Awards, and I literally got a text from a friend of mine saying, "Hey, the new Supergiant game uh, got announced during the Game Awards." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I need to play this like immediately." <laughs> uh, it took me, I think, a week or so as well. Like, it didn't play right away, oh, but sure, yeah, I've yeah, been, yeah, I've been I've been just uh, jumping into the game with every new update ever since, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, they did such a good job in the early access period, and that's actually, I think, one of the really interesting stories of this game as a success story. I mean, obviously, it was already probably primed to be good from the start, considering Supergiant Games has a... I think Transistor is fairly um, divisive among fans of the genre, but overall, Mm -hmm. I'd say that um, Supergiant is fairly well beloved at this point by most people that play their games, and... Even that being said, though, like a lot of things can change and a lot of things can go wrong during early access, but actually, this whole early access process with this game was from the jump felt like incredibly polished, incredibly good, incredibly easy to follow. They had that whole thing. It was one the first game I think that I ever saw where they just had when you launched the game it would just say in the bottom side of the screen like hey 36 days until the next major update and it was just Mm -hmm. it felt so transparent and so um, just regimented and like a real project that was like designed from the ground up to be an early access release and not just like a we need to make some money to continue funding this (laughs) game. <laughs> as we go uh it felt intentional and maybe you guys can speak to that as well like if you felt that that felt pretty good too to you
0: yeah like i've been saying this since um the 1.0 release like i'm so fascinated by it as almost like two different experiences mm. like the one that we've all had kind of where we've been playing it for like two years and then like people who are just jumping into it now like i i mm-hmm. was saying i really want to read a review in like a couple of weeks when, when it's kind of settled down a bit of someone who only just started playing it and like how it actually plays out in that way because the pacing is just completely different. Um, oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's to just like-
0: fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, compared to like knowing like, OK, I'm going to play for like two weeks because a new update just came out. I'll, I'll play for like a few days um, and get my bearings like, oh, they added a new God. Ah, oh, they added a new weapon. Ah, oh, they did this or that or the other thing. And now you just have all of that big, huge feast in front of you to just like chew on the whole time. And it is big because this yeah. is a me- yeah. game, right? Like Diego, like it sounded like you probably agreed.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um- uh, some of the things that most impressed me about uh, how the game evolved uh, throughout early access and all—it's just how uh, I think I play around, or probably more than 50 hours at this point. Yeah. I'm still finding like new systems and new things that I had no idea about. That uh, Porsche here uh, has been like <laughs> super quiet about it to try and not spoil me about anything, uh-huh. uh, which I appreciate. But it's just. Its a super big game,
1: yeah, it's super big, and like actually you bring up a really interesting point there, which is that like this is a roguelike for people who don't know, I guess we haven't really laid out exactly what this game is, but it is a roguelike set. In the titular Hades, uh, with you playing as the son of the titular Hades, uh, named Zagreus, a Greek mythological figure, Uh, and he, for reasons that I would say are probably a spoiler to say at this point, maybe we'll do a spoiler cast down the road, but he, for some reason, uh, wants to escape from Hades. His father will not allow him to do so, so he has to fight his way through isometric combat, sort of a top-down. If you played Bastion, or if you've played transistor, it looks a bit like that. Uh you have to fight through the different uh layers of the underworld, including Tartarus and Elysium, and uh all the way up to eventually the surface world. At the end of each zone, there's a boss, but each zone is then chopped up into like little discrete rooms that give you little <laughs> discrete rewards or have mini bosses and cool things like that. And uh, it is action combat in the style of uh, more in the style of a bastion than either a pyre or a transistor. And uh, you have a bunch of different weapons that you can use, and they all feel incredibly good and incredibly different depending on which one you bring into battle. And then. As you're going, you are gaining the boons of the gods of Olympus. So there's like Zeus, uh, most of his abilities that he can give you, they're sort of randomized, will allow you to call down lightning strikes as you do other existing moves. Or Dionysus usually poisons people, or Aphrodite makes people do less damage, and that sort of thing. Um, And it's just a really tight game, but also has like Mm -hmm. such deep character and so much um story and vibe to it i think like i mean i think that's when when i talk to you jay about the game a lot of the time like that is one of the things that we always keep coming back to that's what you wrote about for us
0: (laughs) yeah i mean like like i think it just balances itself so well with like the story is the thing that i keep coming back for but like even just listening to you describe everything like there's just so many different combinations and kind of different things to explore that like It Mm -hmm. just keeps it really interesting in between. Because if it was like, oh, I don't really want to do another run, but like I want to get the dialogue that I'm going to get, you know, on the next go round and stuff like that, it wouldn't really work so well. Whereas I'm just like, oh, I want to go fight some. Some like shades,
1: (laughs) but also I'm so Mm -hmm. excited
0: to see like what this character is gonna say to me next time.
1: (laughs) Right, because this is a game where basically every time you pick up those boons from the gods, like the gods will have like one line of dialogue or like like a a paragraph's worth of dialogue. And I have been playing this game. Granted, I restarted it when it came out in 1.0 just to see what the game looked like from the start um, Mm. in that state. And in that time, though, in the dozens of hours I've spent in this game, I've never seen dialogue repeated in that way. There's just so much of mm-hmm. it filled up in here. And then on top of that, as I was discussing with um, former FanBite intern uh, Renata Price, uh, this is like, such a good game because of the weapons and because of those boons and because of these uh, upgrades that you can get for the weapons that is so good at making you constantly feel like... Uh oh, my God, I cannot believe anybody beats this game without this build. I can't believe nobody <laughs> yeah. Beats anybody. Yeah, like, Diego, it sounds like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I
2: think uh, one personal favorite is just using the deflect ability. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever I see uh, Athena uh, showing up, it's just like, and that's great for, like, when you're using a melee weapon, but then you're using, like, the adamant rail, which is like this... Uh, Gun basically. Yeah. Uh, And then you stumble upon Zeus, and he's like, Yeah, now I have like lightning bolts like flying around uh, across all the enemies. It's just like there's always uh, a grand variety, I think, thanks to the boons
1: yeah exactly yeah it it is that feeling of like oh i got through this using the spear and a poison build so what i do is i just hang back stab a guy once and then let <laughs> him die because he <laughs> because dionysus <laughs> gave him a hangover so bad it <laughs> killed him again um see or it's so be-
0: funny to me sorry no go ahead go ahead uh, it's so funny to me because like you were saying like oh all the weapons like feel really good in their own way and then you were saying like oh you you sometimes get times where you're like, I can't believe anyone would beat it or like even I've beaten it in a different way from this because like I never use the spear. I think it's because I'm too impatient. <laughs> so I really love the, the sword and the fists because they're both just like really get in there and like just just absolutely wail on people. Totally. Um and but then like I'm on Twitter at the moment and I'm seeing so many people be like, how does anyone use anything except the spear? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I, but then on a, obviously on a on an intellectual level, I'm like, oh, like that's such good game design, basically. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, this isn't for me. But like, I'm so glad that it's there and like people are like using it in that way, do you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think the other like, uh, the last really big breakout roguelike success that I feel like really took the uh, games industry, like uh, People Like Us by Storm was maybe Dead Cells a couple of years ago and Mm -hmm. that was a game that had a very similar vibe of just like, we're just gonna fucking throw in so many goddamn (laughs) random things that you can get, like you're never gonna believe um, the different combinations that you can achieve and this game does that too, but also you know, circling back to the, the dialogue and the characters and the story and stuff like that Dead Cells, I think, is a game that really falters and has a very poor sense of humor and just doesn't really land. It's it's not like you know offensive or anything like that. It's just not particularly interesting to me. And mm-hmm. Hades, it's not like grim dark, but it's mostly serious. And you know, and what what's jokes that they have in there are actual jokes. It'll be or it'll be <laughs> Dionysus a titty fully out, like laying on a <laughs> big bed of grapes, and be like, "Hey, Zag, man, I'd love to see what you've done down there. It's so great." <laughs> He's just got this Austin Powers ass voice fucking that oh, was such a good impression <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've listened to really. nice a lot. <laughs> uh, actually that's a good question for both of you guys who are your like if you guys had to pick favorite um, gods either from you know and I'll let you choose if, uh, either based on like personality or on like mechanics who would you who do you tend to gravitate towards in this
0: uh, can we Shane, start with Diego you maybe
1: oh, um,
2: I think mine is always Ares like, whenever he shows up, I'm like, okay, this 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 run is going to go well. <laughs> like, yeah. I know for a fact that this this run is going to go well. Uh, and just, like, hearing that sound effect that he has, like, whenever you talk to him, it's like, uh, people, yeah, people <laughs> screaming in the background. It's just so funny and so grim at the same time, but you're, like, excited for the power you're about to get. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably mine. Uh, how about you, Jay?
0: Um, I think... I tend to gravitate towards Dionysus boons as well, um, and uh, I've just recently started using a lot more Aphrodite boons, mm. um, and I like I like weak a lot. It's been it's been coming in helpful because I've been cranking up the difficulty and i get hit a lot so generally if they hit less hard it's good <laughs> but i would I say in terms of personality i love um, artemis i like oftentimes go for her boons even though i'm like this is not super useful to me <laughs> no, yeah
1: uh, artemis is maybe one of my least favorite in terms of like mechanical stuff but i really do love artemis's whole personalities being like too cool too cool for school for the other gods just like yeah. Yeah. i'm not like those other losers over there and then she's exactly like those other losers <laughs> Over there, but she still thinks that she's the oh, it's such good characterization with like basically everybody in this game. Yeah, Z- Zeus is uh, Zeus and Poseidon are such big dummies, they're just big, big, oh, big yeah. himbo energy like <laughs> off of both of them. That's what the lightning bolts are made out of. Not a lot of people talk about this. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dionysus, I definitely uh, gravitate towards. I uh, Diego, I like yours too. Uh, Dionysus and Ares both have like really good uh delayed damage tactics so it's really good for hit and run stuff and i love that yeah, um, yeah. weirdly enough i actually don't gra- i never did gravitate towards aphrodite very much at first cuz i was like well just don't get hit that's my solution <laughs> just don't ever See, get hit
0: that's why i've only started pl- like using her boons recently because i've been like okay I'm I'm I've had I've got like a hundred hours in this game. I'm gonna grow out of being like, oh, I'm not gonna get hit because I am. I'm gonna get hit <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be clear, I'm a dumbass. Like that's not, <laughs> like I'm just not gonna get hit. Fucking dies in the second zone. Yeah, I was okay. Playing,
0: I was playing yesterday, and I got like a bad suite of um, a, a Athena boons, and the the one that I was like, ah, uh, it was like the sure-footed one, which makes you not take damage from traps. Mm. And I was like, I don't mm. want to take this. I don't want to admit that I'm going to take damage from traps, <laughs> but I am, so I guess I'll take
1: it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that is one that I, yeah, I, I'm always, because it's so specialized and it's just like, well, I just don't stand on the trap. That's, that's fine. I just won't get, uh, like, not only will I not get hit, I just, like, the traps are always just on the floor. I just won't stand <laughs> near those. And then, of course, you fucking, especially you get to Elysium and they start shooting arrows out of walls oh, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, f- yeah. It's just like, you're just getting hit constantly. <laughs> oh, and it actually like, and this really speaks to how good the game is at making every build feel super viable. You mix like weak with like some of the lifesteal stuff that you get from um, the sword has a lifesteal ability and the uh, the fists of malphon They have like a lifesteal sort of thing, too. Mm you mix that with um, weakness and stuff and you can just get into people's faces and just like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even care that I'm getting hit because you're not doing enough damage to one-shot me because of Aphrodite. And I'm getting all my health back because I'm just like fucking wheeling on you and getting you in this corner and knocking you into a wall over and over again.
0: (laughs) See, that's how I like to play, but then it's so like, I've loved watching other people like talk about their builds and stuff recently, because like, like I said, I never use the spear, but like you, you, you brought up like, Oh, you just poke the ones and then like, wait for them to die. And I'm like, I would never do that, but I'm so glad that there's all these different ways of doing it.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's actually, you know, since we're on the topic of like favorite stuff anyway, like Diego, what would your favorite weapon, what, what do you usually go to when you grab on here? Cause we got six weapons. There's a, there's fists, a gun, a sword, a uh, shield, like kind of a Captain America type shield thing, and a bow and a spear.
2: Yeah, I would say either the fist or the fist. Like, and before they added that uh, on another on the game, uh, I would say the shield was a must for me. Like, a oh yeah, go to. It's just, uh, I think like shields is like a like an undervalued weapon in games, like mm. generally. Uh, and when I saw it here in Hades, I was like, mm, okay, yeah, give it a try. And it became my favorite, like, immediately, <laughs> because it's so, so well designed, as in, like, you have this uh, charge uh, attack, that he also blocks, like, in- incoming damage at the yeah. same time, so you can kind of, like, a bait and switch kind of thing, like, dynamic with enemies, so you're just, like, standing there, defending yourself, and then when they're... <laughs> Uh keep coming at you, you can just bash them right to a wall or something for like extra damage. yep it's just there's so so many like tiny dynamics like that that uh happen just like randomly or as you get better in the game, you just start paying more attention to them. That's really really clever for me.
1: And one thing I love about that, too, and like anybody who has listened to a lot of fanbite stuff, like to circle back to Ren again, uh, the uh, our former intern, um, we talked about once about how much we love the Etrian Odyssey games. And one of the things that we very much love about those games is that they – so many games, and this is not just like RPGs, but uh, it can be in roguelikes as well, will make it be like, okay <laughs> – here's your big damn like poison ability or here's your one hit kill move or here's the- all this stuff. But when it comes to the boss, the boss is just immune because we need to make the boss hard. <laughs> Hades uh-huh. is like, no, everything works all the time. And b- and the way that they get around it is less blunt than just like, we'll make them immune. So it's like, here's a boss and you can, that like bait and switch attack that you're talking about with the shield. You can just like, you can be on the final boss of Hades and they have this fucking like laser beam attack that just really fucking <laughs> fucks you up. But if you just have a shield, it's just like, nah, son, <laughs> Right up on your ass. Is that like, true?
0: I don't think I've ever done that and uh, now I'm annoyed. I've gotta do that next <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I what, always happens. What you said you like the sword a lot. The yeah, sword, sword and fist? of fist.
0: I have beaten it with everyone, but I I, I do want to go back to the shield because I just never gave it as much attention as I think it deserved.
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah. The shield was definitely, like, pre-1.0. It was the weapon of choice for me as well. I'm with you on that one, Diego. Um, But uh, ever since 1.0 hit, I've been trying to force myself to use all the different weapons, and the game does a very Hmm. smart thing, actually, where you kind of have these experience points called darkness that you can collect from various um, phases of the dungeon, and... Every time you take a weapon, uh, every time you die and have to restart and pick what weapon you're going to go in with, one weapon will be randomly selected to give you more experience as you use it or whatever. So it encourages you to try out all the different um, tools in your arsenal, which is a very, very, very smart thing. Um, in fact, there's like a big mean, just beyond the weapons, there's like tons of different things that the game will encourage you to try out because, um, there is a lot of dialogue and there is a lot of like relationship stuff in this game, kind of in a persona like method of like, Hey, you've died. Now you're back at the house of Hades, (laughs) which is kind of the hub world for Hades. And every character that you can talk to in that place will have like new lines of dialogue as you start to talk to them more and more and more. And when you give them gifts for the first time, they will give you special modifiers that are kind of like the god totems from Bastion, where it'll be like, there's this um, there's this flying Gorgon head named Dusa, who's a maid, <laughs> which means that she is literally Maid Dusa, uh, which I did not get until, like, literally last week. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> I did not pick up on that joke, did you guys? No, no. no. <laughs> It took me this long to figure out that, maid, that, that uh, Dusa the maid is made Um <laughs> But uh, she'll give you one, for instance, that makes it so that if you Dark Soul style just roll through urns and break all the pots in any given room, those pots have a chance to have healing items. Because there are no healing items in this game in the in the traditional sense. There is sometimes you will get into a room that somebody will sell you some healing items. Or, and every time you clear a floor, you can heal a little bit but that's basically it. Like there there's no estus flask equivalent and I'm kind of curious like how you guys feel about the challenge of the game just just in general but also as it relates to stuff like that.
0: I think um yeah, it's really interesting especially because uh, this kind of ties into the the randomness of the of the choices as well cuz you usually when you leave a chamber you get to choose uh, between like two or three doors. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's always, like, this trade-off between, like, oh, I really need more health, but, like, also I could do with, like, another boon or, like, that kind of thing, and, like, it just plays into that really well. Um, I think for me, like... Nowadays the only thing i lose to is the final boss so i always have this really weird like <laughs> oh i'm doing fine i'm doing fine and then i get there and i'm like i did not pick up enough health this run <laughs> like I'm, I'm so i'm in trouble <laughs>
1: oh my god the risk reward in this game is so good they're so good at making you be like okay you could make yourself really fucking powerful you you could heal yeah yeah you could heal you could get some xp that you can't bank until you, you until you die or you could get this really cool
0: lightning bolt upgrade. You know,
1: oh, wow, stuff just, like that.
0: I'm so easily tempted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. And they, like, pretty early on, you gain the ability to um, get these sort of challenge rooms where you'll, you'll clear a room and they have these things called infernal troves where it'll be like, hey, here's a bunch of extra money. You have to fucking fight a big wave of enemies and you have to do it very fast because your reward is tied to how quickly you do it. So you, you end up playing sloppier, but you'll get a bunch of money.
0: <laughs> I always um, do that. To piss off Hades specifically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's so satisfying because Hades is such a dick in this game. Oh my god. And he gets so mad when you <laughs> open up his stupid chest and steal all of his gems. Uh Diego, worst. how about you? Like do you generally find Hades to be pretty challenging?
2: Um uh, uh, actually like picking up what uh Shay just said, like, I actually sure you have the opposite problem from them because it's always like Oh yeah, you can get more health because there's like these hearts that give you like I think it's 25 more uh, HP yeah. points. Uh nearly like, you can get more health. Okay, yeah, sure. And then I get to like the final boss with like I don't know 300 or 400 uh, <laughs> HP. Oh my and god. Yeah, super fucking weak <laughs> because I,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, That's the opposite. <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 it's still like uh, using gold to like purchase, I don't know, new boons or, or upgrades or something. and just like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get more health because that's going <laughs> to give me like a wider range in which I probably won't die. And then I die anyway. <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, I think uh, it's uh, it's uh, customizable, I, uh, I would say. Like um, when you get the, uh, I think it's the pack. Uh, the packs of chaos that you can get mm. to, like, increase the challenges and everything. But just uh, even without that or just using only a couple of them, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot that can go wrong, but there's <laughs> always, like, that element of surprise during the runs that it's always so satisfying. Even yeah. if you don't get to the end, uh, you're always like, okay, yeah, that was great, or I know I learned something new here that I can just uh, put into good use in the next round.
1: Totally. Yeah, because like this does kind of follow that roguelite legacy as it as it were of the rogue legacy kind of game uh, where it's uh, allows you to you know, you'll get the darkness, you'll get things called called keys uh, like I think they're like infernal keys or something along those lines. And those allow you to do things like um, increase your total health that you have at the start of a run, change how much money you start with. You'll go from like zero to like up to 100 or something. And then you can make choices along those lines too because one thing that you unlock fairly early on in the game, it'll be like, uh, okay, here's a thing where um, called death defiance where you basically get a second life if you die and you'll come back to life with 50% health. Uh, But then the game uh, unlocks the ability to like Turn that off and switch it and be like, hey, instead of coming back to life with 50% health every time you die, um, and then you can have up to three charges of that. What if instead you got one charge that was weaker? So it's like only brings you back with like 33% health or something, but you got a refill every single room. So if you were dying in in various rooms, you just don't have to worry about recharging your death defiance because that can get expensive later on in the dungeon when they give you the option to, to buy it back. Uh, mm-hmm. or find other ways to do that. And that frees you up to then uh, make other decisions. There's like an NPC in the third zone in in Elysium that will recharge your death defiances for you. But if you don't have to worry about those charges, then you can get a different buff from him. And it's a really good, cool <laughs> trade-off um and just god i just love moving through this game i love moving through this world like even even when i am dying like you were kind of saying diego like it still feels so good to just like be moving through the world like the, the dash is has such good invincibility frames on it all of the weapons feel like they have such impact i'm i take it you guys all feel the same way
0: yeah 100 <laughs> percent.
1: yeah I mean, that because yeah, yeah. none of this works if it if the game doesn't also feel extremely good to move around in it all at the same time. And it's just like it's such a it's so hard to even find <laughs> like fodder to talk about here, because all I can think to do is just like, yeah, they fucking nailed the story. Yeah, they fucking <laughs> nailed the art. Yeah, they fucking nailed the gameplay. Like, it's just the, like good thing after good thing after good thing. Uh, are there anything uh, is there anything about like Hades that we don't love, though? Mm, I think the only
2: thing that I could like put in like a negative list would be um, maybe like only having four regions in the game. Yeah, uh, I can actually kind of agree now that you say that. Uh, I don't know if, if that's kind of like a uh, limits the experience because I, I don't think it does. Uh, but it's also like we are used to like all these roguelikes or roguelites or whatever. Uh, there's always like New zones and like every new update brings uh, during early access, every new update usually brings like new zones or new areas or levels or whatever. But I think uh, the experience, the 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 whole experience, is so well designed uh, to function on those four zones. It just it doesn't get uh, repetitive. I think to like traverse through them as you were saying.
1: Yeah. I mean it helps the on the gameplay front that the gameplay has so much variety, but I think I do agree. I mean, to bring the comparison back to Dead Souls Dead Dead Souls. Dead Cells, <laughs> different game. Um too many dead, too many souls, too many cells in video game titles. That's what I'm saying here. I'm drawing that too line. Too many. (laughs) Um, um, but in Dead Cells uh, one of the things that you unlock fairly early on in that game is like the ability to go down branching paths so it'll be like you Mm. you always start in the first area but then the second area you can choose between multiple different zones and then you don't really have that kind of choice in Hades like it is a very linear progression of like uh, you go from Tartarus which is sort of this underground crypt looking thing to Asphodel which is kind of a lava zone to Elysium which is kind of like this nice ghostly little area and then up into <laughs> like the the roots of um, this uh, ancient tree, which is kind of like this more uh, traditional medieval dungeon-looking thing. And there's some uh, there's some stuff along the way that I don't want to spoil too much. There's some secret areas and stuff like that, secret uh, NPCs that you meet. But for <laughs> the most part, yeah, you're right, Diego. You do really see the same thing. Do you kind of agree, Jay?
0: Um. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they made some good uh adaptations that like for example i remember during early access the second boss like people were like oh this is super grinding and i don't like having to do this every single time Right, (laughs) and they kind of change that up um i still think it's like it's true like you kind of had the same boss every time um yeah which it it does sometimes be like okay i'm gonna go beat this boss again like i already know how to do this (laughs) whereas the individual rooms it's like there's so many different enemies that could show up and like like we've talked about before you're using different weapons and stuff they the, the rooms themselves feel very different but i think the bosses sometimes get it a little bit st- yeah stay I, mean- I guess
1: they do and I think this is a we literally have a note for this one specific character in our show notes right here so well I think this is a good time to talk (laughs) about them Uh, but they do do a very smart thing where it's like hey we know that the first boss that people are going to see uh, is the one people are going to see the most because every run basically you're probably going to get to the first boss like even if you're not super familiar with the game Um, but they do do a very smart thing of like having three variations on a very similar theme with this boss because when you first start uh, the only boss that you can fight in the uh, first zone is one named uh, Megara or Meg as most people call her and uh, mm-hmm. I think everybody here kind of <laughs> likes Meg I think uh, Meg is a, I would say Meg is just very popular she's got a great personality we all just like hanging out with her and talking to her all the time mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I and that's it there's no other reason that everybody uh, on the internet seems to love Meg very much no, no, not really. I am looking no.
0: respectfully.
1: Yeah, I am looking respectfully. <laughs> I am. I have brought this shield to hide behind so that I may look <laughs> respectfully at Meg and just let her honestly, with if me. that
0: was a, if that was a uh, word for word Zagreus line, I would be like, yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meg is super hot. She's this hot, fury, one winged demon lady with a big whip of um, who just kicks the shit out of Zagreus. I say Meg is hot. <laughs> Meg is hot. Meg ha- and Meg is like great, but literally every. Everyone in this game is just the most fucky fucking person that Supergiant has ever made. And like, they know they, they have done that. Exactly. Like, they know exactly what they were doing in this game. Zagrius, I, keep,
0: I keep trying to get Diego to do an interview with them about their inspirations for their character designs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he keeps saying that it would be that it would be too, too much to question, I think.
1: OK, so Diego, can you just answer this for me uh, real quick? How come you're a coward?
2: <laughs> i can't just i was expecting i was, <laughs> I was suspecting for a moment where Shay was going to like fucking light me up on fire on on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i knew it was coming uh i mean yeah i mean it's just uh, uh i think uh we we both have like this dynamic of uh always sharing screenshots for of the uh, conversations we have, especially with Meg and especially from me. Uh, I'm going to meet that on the record here.
0: You do the (laughs) big ones. I do the Thanatos ones.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Thanatos also incredibly hot goth boyfriend who, but for like, for the record, uh, Thanatos is a character that shows up um, after the first few runs of the game in, in uh, Hades. And um, the reason that he comes after you and starts like, starts conflict with Zagreus, I won't necessarily now we can probably talk about it a little bit but he doesn't he's not really a boss he doesn't fight you directly but he he will basically do these kind of um, races to kill enemies with you and the reason he's so upset with Zagreus that he comes after him is because Zagreus left the house of Hades without saying goodbye which is just <laughs> <"Mwah." It's laughs> such good, just oh. a good such good moody boyfriend fucking energy mm-hmm. I love it uh, yeah I mean like it sounds like you guys have your favorites though like you said Jay you said Thanatos as well
0: yeah I mean I, I just the Thanatos like storyline is was the first time where I was really like oh like they're doing something really special with Hades <laughs> and uh, it's just continued for like this whole time like not even in a not even so much in a way where it's like like a lot of the characters are really hot which is what we've been talking about but the actual <laughs> writing of the Thanatos storyline to to be a little bit more like down to earth <laughs> is like oh I just love it so much
1: uh-huh he's just constantly giving you shit just like no he is also hilarious. really
0: hot though and also all of the other characters are I'm not like <laughs> For no, yeah, totally. True.
1: <laughs> but again, like, it's not just like this game has one voice and one tone. Like, every mm. character feels completely unique. Like, Poseidon is a big dumbass, and Zeus is a big dumbass, but they're big dumbasses in different ways. But Poseidon is kind of very much like the himbo type character. It's like is kind of <laughs> very stupid, uh, and then Zeus is just like very arrogant and doesn't realize how arrogant he is, and comes off like he's like, oh, I'm trying to be supportive, but actually, I'm just humble bragging this whole time. Uh, <laughs> Zeus and then, is
0: also a Dick.
1: Zeus is also a dick. Every- all the gods, I would say, basically all the gods are dicks, except for Nick's, uh, my perfect mother, uh, <laughs> who's never oh, done yeah. anything wrong in her entire life. Uh, Diego, how about you? Did you have some favorite uh, just like characters in that sense? Uh, I would say, yeah, Meg. Uh, Meg. Essentially,
2: essentially, yeah, but also uh, when Nick's uh, design show up in, like a, I don't know which update it was, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah,
1: she's goth uh-huh. hey thank you thank
2: you super <laughs> Giant. thank you for this mommy goth <laughs> gf
1: uh is here. this is the mommy goth gf update uh update version uh 8. uh it's great <laughs>
2: but also designs like uh chaos I think yes their design is so uh chaos I don't is know. My, my go-to yeah 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 it's just everyone got their uh The personality like
1: embed on
2: their design as well, I'd say. Mm.
1: Yeah uh chaos is this sort of like uh in particular is this sort of special npc that only shows up uh it's literally primordial chaos like this the soup of a creation where everything <laughs> else sprung forward from to create the titans and the gods and whatnot and then chaos just kind of like shows up and it's just like uh hey zagrius you seem kind of interesting so i'm just gonna help you along but i'm not gonna whereas the gods are like we're gonna foist these uh powers onto you uh kind of without question." Uh, chaos is always like hey you can you can choose to engage with me or you don't have to i don't know i'm chaos who gives a shit um <laughs> and chaos is a character that i would describe at, that i have described in various discord conversations as like the sort of platonic ideal of like high them uh they are <laughs> like just fucking non-binary weird um space god who floats through space and is literally holding the earth between two fingertips in yep. the image that they yep. show just uh, incredible great energy voice Oh, I love it. I love it so goddamn much. Uh, and so I always, <laughs> and the trinket that Chaos gives you is called the Cosmic Egg. <laughs> and I just love the idea of Chaos being like, hey, Zagreus, I love you. Here's this weird egg. <laughs> just carry this Have egg. You- r- may I offer you an egg in these trying times? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have either of you come across that? You know, um, so sometimes there's uh, these things called fated... Um, I don't know. It's like a checklist. I can't remember Faded what each list of item prophecies. is called. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Somebody um, was just <laughs> asking
1: me about it last night. That's the only reason I remember
0: that. I um, I got one from Chaos that was like, "Oh, please take my egg to the final boss." Please and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and it's not useful because they all have like uses. Like they like give you like benefits in the run. Mm-hmm. Theirs is not useful for the final boss at all. Nope. But I was like, I'm doing it for chaos. (laughs) That's great. And then literally, kind of minor spoilers, but when I did it, they were just like, huh. Cool. I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> great."
1: Yeah, because that is kind of their whole thing. Is just like, "Hey, I just uh, I'm just kind of bored down here in uh, below <laughs> or like the the bowels of hell." Uh, and you seem interesting, so I guess I'm gonna just check this out real quick. It's like, "Oh, okay." And like, there's literally a point where chaos. Um, if you if you talk to them enough, they basically tell you like, "Hey, if you could just like anytime you come and see me." If you could just, like, be completely quiet and never talk to me <laughs> unless I talk to you first, that would be great. Like, I, I prefer it if you just, like, shut up and um, let me, like, imbue you with my weird magics, if you mm-hmm. don't mind.
0: and also the best thing about them is that they're like the only boons that are actively harmful and then they like Mm -hmm. become good after you've like suffered through them
1: yeah it'll be like like hey you get killed in one shot for the next five rooms but afterwards (laughs) uh you'll do 50 percent more damage which is a really good buff like Mm. the buffs that you can get are fucking fantastic but yeah you are you literally have to unless you're holding the cosmic egg of course which uh you know does protect <laughs> us all uh you have to sacrifice a bunch of hit points just to come see chaos not even to get the boon you have to sacrifice health just to go see them mm-hmm. and yeah the game is just full of like little weird secrets like that little weird decisions constantly or whatever that just keep it fresh um even though there aren't a ton of different zones and i'm actually kind of curious uh to to ask you guys like what you would hope to see, or if you expect there to be more stuff added to this game over time now that it's out in 1.0, like, Diego, did you have anything that you... Do you kind of have any opinion about that, or do you feel like the game is, like, full enough now that you're you're not really uh, expecting much?
2: I think, and without uh, diving into spoiler territory, mm-hmm. I think that uh, after the true ending, let's call it true ending for now... Uh, it expects you to, like, keep on playing and, like, I would say, rather, it invites you to keep on playing, like, pretty much forever, I would say. Uh, But I think I'm curious to see, like, more, I don't know, like, maybe a DLC where you, I don't know, uh, see more of Thanatos, or see more of, (laughs) I don't know, the uh, (laughs) Asterios, or, like, Asterios or Theseus. Uh, I think there's ground to cover there, but uh, from, like, maybe sag or the the house story i think that's pretty much covered now with yeah.
1: 1 yeah. 1.0 I mean, I, would, I personally would love to see a DLC where I get to let Chaos out of, the, out of the basement and then take them over to the house of Hades and introduce my new partner to everybody <laughs> and my whole family and just tell them that we're dating. Uh, I think that is kind of the main missing component of the game is just the ability to romance Chaos, but that's just me. How about you, Jay? About you, Jay?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have like a sequel, I guess, which is just a dating sim for everyone in the game. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, mostly I agree with Diego. Um, I think they've really covered uh a lot of a lot of what they kind of set out to do with all the the additions and obviously now people are just playing it in a complete package yeah um it's just oh sorry well, I was just going to say, this is slightly off topic, but um, I thought it was really interesting that you brought up something with Asterius, because, like, I was going to say earlier, Asterius is, like, one of my one of the most interesting characters to me. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say favorite characters, mm. but, like, I thought it was funny because in the show notes, Stephen's written, fuck Theseus and the Minotaur. And I was like, <laughs> no, fuck Theseus, but the Minotaur is great. I love their character. Yeah. I would love to see more of that. Like, I
1: do love, for, for people who don't know, who have, maybe haven't gotten to that boss yet, they are... A, they are fucking hard as shit. They suck. That's Uh, true. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and B, their whole shtick is that Theseus, the character who you know uh, famously like fought the Minotaur, Uh, Theseus and the Minotaur, Asterius, in uh, in the afterlife. Now that they're both dead. Uh, have patched things up and are just like best bros. They're just like, sometimes you need two men and they're just like (laughs) predator meme, like shaking hands kind of thing. Like, and they fight you every time you fight them. That being said, like, yeah, even, even the Minotaur, like the fucking, the most... Um, like one of the most I would say like overused and like iconic characters in like Greek mythology or whatever they even put an interesting spin on him because Asterius has this fucking like floppy pompadour that's like <laughs> pink hair like he's dyed his hair and he's just like looks really stylish he's the most he's the stylish looking most stylish looking uh, Greek monster I've ever seen in my life <laughs> yes. and it's so good <laughs> I do love that part of those characters I will say
0: I just um. think, like, Asterius seems, like, kind of respectful and kind of, mm-hmm. like, just loves to fight. Like, again, big himbo energy, basically. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Theseus is, like, <laughs> such a dick. And every time, I, I feel, like, almost second-hand embarrassment on the part of Asterius where he's just like, I'm sorry my friend <laughs> is like this. <laughs>
1: Well there's even an NPC in the game like kind of one of the random NPCs you can run into on runs or whatever who is basically just like incredibly sad that um, Theseus is such a dick basically like literally uh, <laughs> lover uh, Theseus in Greek mythology. Um, you know it's as Patroclus as the character, um, not to spoil too much. but like you can run into this character who's just like fucking sitting around moping because um, Theseus is now just best buds with the- <laughs> with Asterius instead. Instead of him. Oh, uh, it's hmm, God, this game is just full of that stuff. I I, I guess like the reason I mentioned the, the possibility of DLC and future updates is it was so exciting to play this game during the early access period because you never quite knew what to expect was going to come next. Mm-hmm. Um you, you never knew if you were just gonna get an update that gave you um, you know, mommy goth GF or if you're gonna get an update <laughs> that gave you <it> the <laughs> boss or or what it was going to be. And Supergiant is not like famous for doing DLC or really expansions. They they tend to do a thing and then move on completely. Uh, and all I can think is just like this is the best Supergiant game I've ever played and I just want more. And I just want to keep existing in this world. I can, I want to keep seeing new stuff. I want to I want them to keep building on this formula cuz I don't want I don't want that experience of the constant build to be over really. And I think that's one of the like highest praises I can sing for this game. Uh, mm. period, really.
0: Um, I think um, I think when they announced the release date, well, it was kind of a surprise drop. But at some point around that announcement, mm-hmm. they uh they said that they were having like they were planning to do an announcement for what's next in 2021. Yeah. And like as much as I like, obviously I adore this game, but like I'm really excited to see what they do next and totally. whether it'll be something in yeah. a similar format or whether they'll uh go back to the sort of the sort of releases they've done before.
1: Yeah, that's true. They are one of those studios kind of in the same vein as I forget the name of the actual developer, but the folks who make the Steam World games, where basically they could announce that they're doing anything with this <laughs> kind of like basic style and be like, okay, sure. You want to make a kart racer? Whatever. Fine. Yeah. Uh huh. I believe yeah, in so. you. Uh, Diego, how about you? Like, uh, kind of where do you fall on the game, like, kind of overall? I think we're getting maybe towards wrapping up our thoughts on this one. And I'm just kind of curious what everybody thinks about the, like how this game fits into um, your 2020 and like how you feel about it, you know, compared to a lot of other stuff that you've played.
2: Yeah, I think uh, it's a curious, uh, curious case for like uh, for an early access game because mm-hmm. I never, I've been involved in like many early access. I think uh, uh, the three of us have uh, in the past and all, but just uh I think the Supergiant games, like nature and just a trademark, uh, it's not only present in the game but also in the way they uh, evolve. Uh, Hades during early access, yeah. and it's just yeah. uh, as Shea was saying like earlier in the episode, how um, the the experience was so different for the three of us mm-hmm. uh, compared to like the new fresh experience that uh, players are having now with the 1.0 uh, update or version of the game, is just, uh, without spoiling anything, getting to the ending was so cathartic mm-hmm. for me. Mm. Uh, like, so, so cathartic that I never felt like that in any other uh, early access game, and especially not in any other role like game. Uh, and as much as I love Super and I was, like, a bit hesitant at first uh, when they announced they were going to be doing not only a... F- um, like, a first time for them where they were, in, like, doing a whole new universe from scratch, just, like, based on Greek myth, but also a yearly access game. And yeah. I think they yeah. really, really need it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Jay?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same, like, I, I liked Super Giant Games stuff before. Like, I know Diego was, like, a huge fan <laughs> even before he <his. laughs> um, Yep. So I wasn't, like, I didn't have so much of that expectation going into it. Like, I loved Pyre. Like, I think Pyre was my game of the year for the year that that came out. Mm. Um, but I still didn't really have that going into it. Whereas now, whatever they do next, I'm, like, on board immediately. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is hard to balance that excitement for like what the future might hold from them and also just my disappointment that I'm gonna be done with Hades and not like I'm gonna have to play something else that isn't Hades. I swear like this last <laughs> weekend was just like I woke up, it was fucking wake and bake, except it was wake and bake in the fires of hell, uh to beat up my fucking shitty dad. Who's I feel hot, like but I still, still have
0: to- so much to do though, even though I rolled credits yeah. like 10 hours ago or something. Uh-huh. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, the game is so full of stuff like like that, that faded list of minor prophecies is kind of this uh, achievement thing. There's fishing in this game to in like a codex to fill out of all the different fish types that exist in the different regions. There's a million different characters that all have like, you know, their own side stories that you need to not only like their own side stories, but their own side stories between each other. We didn't even talk about uh, Orpheus yeah. and Eurydice, Eurydice who are mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, and their whole thing where you, you can unlock some stuff with Orpheus and them as you play. Um, there's a whole locked door thing that's like a whole big thing. It's Yeah, <laughs> there's so much going on here. But even the trinkets, those keepsakes that you get, each of those has its own discrete levels that you need to level up to get them. It's just like, yeah, You if you wanted to just keep playing Hades, you could theoretically pl- keep playing <laughs> Hades and have new stuff to do for months and months and months to come And for I sure.
0: probably will.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah yeah <laughs> uh God, um I think everybody kind of knows at this point how I feel about it uh like I said, I don't know. I still got a lot of stuff on my 2020 plate that I want to play yet, but uh I don't know if anything else is going to beat my game of the year list on Hades this year but uh any other final closing notes just anything we didn't catch on that uh anybody wants to point out right now anything you want to say about Hades you can get it off your chest not mm. uh, really?
2: I think oh, I, I think... just want to scream how much I love this game. Like
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's yeah.
2: basically my resolution like it's just yeah, it it surprised me like every possible sense. Uh mm-hmm. it surpassed my expectations
1: just it's great. It's really really great. Yeah. I I yeah, joke a lot about how said? Oh, what you what Diego said?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I I joke a lot about how we were all in the cool kids club and like played this game back in 2018. But like, it has legitimately been so um, so, much like beating the game itself. It has been so cathartic to see a like a bunch of people finally jump on the bandwagon and and experience how good this game is after like evangelizing it for (laughs) two straight years. Like all the people on podcasts, uh, some of which work at this very website, uh, that were like where I'd be like. uh, god, you guys got to play Hades. I just streamed it. I just wrote about it. I just did blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Whatever. It's a rogue like, Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like, this thing is like in a <laughs> class of its own. And it's like, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now 1.0 hits. They can play it on Switch. Cross save is coming down the line. A little bit disappointing that it didn't make it for the launch. uh, But whatever. Mm. Uh And then now everybody's like, oh, god damn it. I should- How come nobody <laughs> told me this game was so good? <laughs> Well, we were here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're here fucking like smoking a cigarette, just like Hades, huh? Haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> uh, well, thank you both uh, for jumping on this podcast. It was really good to kind of just get a lot of that energy out into the world about this game. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. That's yeah. awesome. I would love to have you guys on again for more future stuff. But in the meantime, we're going to wrap this one up. we got a bunch of shows to record today, so we had to be a little bit tight on time, but I think we got through most of what we wanted. Uh, if people want to hear more from you folks, though, Diego, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, people fa- can find
2: me on Twitter at uh, Diego DiegoArguello66. Um, yeah, that's basically it. I'm always procrastinating there. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, where can people find
1: you?
0: Uh, J.M. Castello, uh, on Twitter, J-A-Y-M.
1: And you can find our wonderful producer, Jordan Mallory, who does this show and basically every show we do here at fanbyte.com at Jordan underscore Mallory on Twitter. You can also find me on Twitter at, at Steven Strom S T E V E N S T R O M. And you can listen to all the other podcasts that we do at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. If you would like to, uh, kind of spread the word about this show or any others that you might enjoy, you can just go ahead and tell a friend. That is the only way that we can grow our network. And we do a lot of really great stuff that I'm very proud of, uh, if I do say so myself, and uh, I would love to have more people listen in on it. And if you like us a whole lot, you can go to fanbite.casa to join the Discord community and hang out with all of the other cool people who have community game nights and a bunch of other different cool things and kind of just swap stories about games like Hades and all the other stuff that they are enjoying right now. Uh, and finally uh, you can go to Fanbyte Media on Twitter to follow the site and just basically keep tabs on everything that we do here at fanbyte.com and I think that's going to do it for this one we'll be back again with another review Uh, this is one of three review podcasts we're reviewing today so (laughs) depending on what order we release these in you might have a lot of other stuff to listen to right now Um, but I hope you enjoyed it and until next time I don't have an outro for the review pods (laughs) so (laughs) i'll just say um have a good one bye